Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is Sports Day for Kia. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SNSA. You'll hear Sports ASA every weeknight from 6pm with me, Paul Bonza. And tonight I've got a special guest, a former Carlton player, premiership player with the Eagles, Troy Menzel. Welcome. Bonds, how are we? I'm good, mate. And thanks for coming in today. And... Uh, Taking place of your brother, it's good to have you here, and uh, we got a big show. We do, we got a very big show. Some big names coming up. And yes. Some good talk coming too. None bigger than Scott Cummings. He will be uh, talking to us from WA, from SEN and WA, talking about Port and Frio. Um, we have the assistant coach of the West Coast Eagles, Matty Knights, is going to join us very shortly. Um, the test win. We'll get to that very shortly. But the test win in India by the Aussies was amazing. Uh, Queensland playing South Australia. We'll go through that as well. Spencer Johnson's had a day out. And you can be part of the show as well. All you need to do is text in on 0427 154 166. Did you believe the Aussies could win a test in India? Well, they've done it. And phone in 1300 736 736. All right, let's just let's just relive the glory of the last shot and the winning runs. Up to Labuschagne, two to win, using his feet up and over the top of mid-wicket. He'll seal it with a boundary. He does it with authority. Marcus Labuschagne, 28 not out, head 49 not out. Australia win by nine wickets and a famous victory at that. Only their second win in India since 2004. Only the third time that India have been defeated at home in over a decade. A magnificent performance from the Australians. Adam Collins there in commentary. And those last couple of things he said, Australia haven't won there since 2004. And only the third loss in more than 10 years. Yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible, isn't it? When you, when you hear those stats, you, you understand how dominant India have been over there and I guess how big that win actually is for Australia and Australian cricket. So Australia went into day three. It's only day three. Yep. Uh, wanting 76 to win. They lost a wicket in the first over. New ball, Ashwin bowls again, Kawaja. Beats the edge, finds the edge, given! Caught behind Kawaja. Second ball of the day. He's thinking about reviewing. Ashwin is elated. They are going to send it upstairs. But and we're getting the ultra edge now. here. He's hit it. Yeah. He's hit it. Usman Kawaja is going to be walking for a second Jordan ball duck, and he knows it. Well, the whole of Australia was quivering at that point. Absolutely. <laughs> India, India would have the tails up going, hold on, we're, we're a sniff here. First, the first over, the second ball of the day, Kawaja going caught behind, but then our man Trav. Yep, outstanding. He, Absolutely he outstanding. was. It was obviously tough early, the first few overs. With that new ball, it's turning a mile, it's bouncing extra. Mm. Uh, they survived. Manus Labuschagne and Travis Head survived, and uh, Trav ended up 49 not out. 
Marnus 28 now not out in what now becomes an outstanding win. Absolutely. It absolutely does. I mean, it's it's a great turnaround by the Aussies to to come from the last two tests to to win this game. And um, I, I think you you look at Trav Head as well, being dropped for the first test, coming coming back in and then 49, but not for just 49, 49 or 53. So it's amazing to see he's he's come in and he's still playing with that confidence that he had over here in Australia. And he hasn't changed his game style at, at all, which is fantastic to see. He's And he's stuck it up, the selectors, it's fair yes, to say. Absolutely. Like after them losing belief in him, yep. he has come out and just does D- what he diff- does. Different role as well. Just yep. like, like, like nothing's changed. He should not be dropped for the next five years. So just, just stamp not. his card. Yep. Uh, you cannot drop Travis Head. He is that good. Wherever we're playing, he's there. Let's have a listen to Trav. I think you've got to stay pretty calm. And, um, yeah, it is what it is. And I think we know that over here. And I think you come to expect it. It's probably more nervous when it's a good batting wicket and you're under pressure. But if those things happen, you've got to take the good with the bad. We knew um, yeah, it wasn't going to be easy, like I said earlier. And um, I think we've seen throughout that first 20, 30 overs of the ball... Um, is the most difficult um, in terms of spin. And then as the wicket, um, I guess the roll wears off, it becomes more more consistent spin. The ball becomes slightly softer, it becomes more consistent. It's still extremely difficult, but yeah, it's navigating through that first 10, 20 overs. We knew if we could navigate through that first sort of hour, um, put ourselves in a nice position that, yeah, hopefully the game would open up for us. You know what I hear in that? Maturity. Yeah, absolutely. Agree with you there, Bonds. Definitely. You can... You, you can. You can hear a lot of maturity in that. And, and the way he, he just understands cricket at the moment is, is outstanding. So, he's, yeah, he comes back into the side. He opens the innings. And in probably the toughest conditions you can play in. Yeah, agree. Yeah. He has gone on. He's 49 out. Unlucky not to get his 50. But that's the way. He, yeah. he, he won't care. No, he won't right. care because he's been part of a winning Australian side in India. No, you're spot on. It would have been nice for Marnus to just rotate the strike there and, and let Trav raise the bat there. But, no, he he, he wouldn't mind at all. Um, 49 off 53, another fantastic innings, and, and it's great to see. Congratulations to the Aussies. All right, uh, we've got our very special guest on the line from the West Coast Eagles, all thanks to Tyre Power. Store-wide super sale on now. Get into your local independently owned Tyre Power today. <laughs> Sports Day SA on Cruise thirteen twenty three and sixteen twenty nine SEN SA. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA, Matthew Knights. Yep. Good evening. Thanks for joining us. Um, now the season's just about to hit us. Uh, you've got a practice game against the Crows coming up very shortly, so we do appreciate your time. Um, I want to ask you uh, roughly, look, a, a shocking year for West Coast. Everyone knows that last year was maybe a bit of a, a bit of a hiccup, but you had everything go wrong that could possibly go wrong. How exciting has the preseason been with a bit more stability around the club and, and just wanting to come out and, and smash the new season? Yeah, I think there's a, a genuine optimism um, around the club. We sort of got had some new coaches last year and then um, – Probably last year, sort of a touch new game style, we, and then we ran into COVID and injury, and you know we sort of try to leave that behind us. But the optimism around this year's preseason has been great. Um, we're fairly healthy at the moment in regards to you know our playing list. I think we we had something like about 38 players available um, on the training track this week. I know the Crows have been pretty good in that space as well. They might have had around 40 available. Uh, we heard this week, so you know to have that. Um, player availability is important for one for your training and your training drills and working against each other but then you know the competition for spots that you know is one of those 
you know, things that sits there that, you know, it's a good good have people sort of vying against each other at training. So, um, yeah, there's genuine optimism. Um, we, we had a, a good start against Port last week, albeit I thought Port had the better of us in the first half. Um, and then we, we probably got over them in the second half with sort of a game of two halves. So, yeah, optimism and, um, you know, some players obviously healthy and fit that we didn't have last season. Yeah, Matty, you, you've, we've heard Adam Simpson talk about how they want to play um, a faster game style this year, brought in the likes of Jaden Hunt, Elliot Yo up and running, uh, Tom Cole up and running. Do you think guys like that back into the side is off, off half-back is a real catalyst for you guys with your ball movement and to be able to play that fast brand of footy? Yeah, exactly right. I mean, you, you can you can hear say that you want to play faster, but you've got to have the one that the personnel that can execute that and you know, part of playing faster is sometimes leg speed and breaking the lines and, and running and bouncing. Sometimes playing fast is with just great quick decisions with your ball use, with your kicking or your handball. So, you know, I think, you know, both from an intelligence point of view and, and having those players back will certainly give us that added addition. Jaden Hunt, um, you know, he's, he's been in a really strong program the last few years at Melbourne and, and um, has showed dash and he's sort of going to certainly bring that. And then, you know, Tommy Cole, who... Um, didn't play last season, um, had a dreadful injury early in the year. So it's a great tonic to have him across half-back as well. And then, you know, you've you got guys like Jermaine Jones and, and Jack Petricelli and different guys like that, you know, uh, Noah Long, who's, who's new to our program, that they all show a bit of dash, um, Ruben Jinby. So, yeah, we've certainly added, added some speed across our lineup this year and um, let's hope it helps our ball movement. Yep. I want to ask you a little bit about Campbell Chesser. He looks an exciting prospect. Uh, how excited are you to see him run around for the West Coast this year? Yeah, I mean, Campbell's a, a fine young man with great leadership qualities. I mean, he, he had um, an injury that curtailed his last year, but he was, his dedication to, to his rehab and also, you know, sitting with the coaches, being coachable, um, was certainly a real eye-opener for us to say, well, this, this young man really wants to play a lot of AFL footy. Um, it's hard to believe, but he's only played four games of football in three years. Um, so, you know, for him to play last week and the majority of the game against Port, I think it was his, yeah, his fourth game in three years. So I guess whatever he's doing now, he's just scratching the surface. Um, and obviously being our number one pick last year, it's pretty exciting to have him on the wing and, and doing a little bit of midfield work. And he'll play, you know, probably the majority on the wing tonight. And, and be pitted against some good players. So that's, yeah, pretty exciting to have Campbell out there. Yeah, one I want to touch on is um, Ruben Gimby. He was a uh, top draft pick from last year. Um, how, how's he adapting to, I guess, life as an AFL footballer? And, and how's he looking going into these practice matches named on the bench tonight um, and, and looking for, for round one effectively? Yeah, he's, um, he's done everything to try and put his name there forward for round one. Um, he's barely missed a session um, since he arrived. I mean, first year players do most of it, but then they get, you know, on a certain program at times where they have to be just sort of held a little bit. But he's he's completed every, every virtually every session. He just had a little bit of toe soreness um, last week and leading into the game, so he missed last week, but he trained fully this week. Um, and he's given himself every chance to play round one. He, he's a, le- you know, he's a lovely left footer. Um, he runs hard between the lines, contest to contest. And, um, you know, he's quite a tall type of mid, so he's going to end up quite a big man once he develops in the gym. So, yeah, it's good to have Ruben on our list. And um, like a lot of our young players, um, if you can just see snippets um, of what they can do in the future, I think it, it's, a, it's a great tonic for us all. I want to ask you about 
Elliot Yo, the messages we're getting out of Perth that are coming out of Perth that he's airborne, he is flying, he's not talking to media, he's that focused on his footy. Um, uh, is it is all that is all that true? Basically, what I'm saying. Well, I didn't know he wasn't talking to media, so that's news to me. Um, but uh, no, Elliot Elliot is is going very well. He's um, um, you saw in last week's game, you know, not only is he winning the ball, um, he, I know he might have had, you know, plus 20 touches, but he was, he led us in contested possessions with Tim Kelly. He led us in tackles um, along with Tim Kelly. So he's doing it on both ends. Well, as of last week, it's, you know, we haven't started the season yet, but all the indications are that he's going to have a strong season, uh, whether it be in the midfield or, or down back, he's, he's, Provides us, I guess, a lot of flexibility because so he can because he can play both roles and um, yeah, as a club we really need Elliot firing. Um, he's one of our top players, obviously, and you know when he's in top form, he um, he's certainly one of those players that is is fun to watch and very powerful. Yeah, absolutely. One I want to touch on is changes, I guess, inside the walls of the footy club. There, obviously, last year um, the club was wrecked with, with COVID and and injuries, and um, there's a bit coming out. Um, late last year about blokes not being in, in, in probably the best nick. Have you seen, I guess, a big change in, in players' demeanour and even even coaches or, or culture within the footy club that has, I guess, changed dramatically in the last 12 months, which which puts you guys, I guess, in a very different position this year compared to last year? Yeah, I think the two of the players' credit, they've, um, they were very disappointed in last season, um, irrelevant of the, the COVID and the injuries. They were, you know, I know at the end of the season they were really... Um, the players, you know, took it on themselves and said, we, we can't have this, you know, and, you know, we've got to, we're, we're gutted with this season. So they all sort of prepared themselves probably in that first six or eight weeks when you have to go away from the football club um, is an important period. Um, having played that you sort of got to look after yourself and you don't, can't flog yourself, but you've got to sort of get yourself in order to t- prepare yourself to, to do pre-season. And I think thankfully the guys did a great job of that and, and then I've been able to put in some of the decent, the hard yards. I mean, every club puts in the hard yards in pre-season, and um, we're under no illusions that the other the other clubs are doing the same. But uh, I think you could see if you watch some of the, the players' body shapes have changed, um, and have certainly looking, I suppose, fitter than last season. So we'll see how that translates in form. But yeah, everyone's in um, everyone's in pretty healthy condition and looking forward to the season. Before we let you go, one more. Uh, what are you looking to get out of the game against Adelaide tonight? Oh, well, I think Adelaide, if you look at the form line, I went and watched Fremantle on Port live last night. And obviously, Adelaide um, beat Fremantle last week, albeit a, a match practice, but um, and Fremantle have come out and, and won last night. So you have to suggest Adelaide are in you know pretty good condition themselves this time of year and have got great availability. So I think it's going to be a fairly... Uh, very, very fierce and competitive practice match. I mean, this is the last one before the the AFL season begins. So I think both clubs will be wanting to get a fair bit out of tonight. So I expect a pretty, um, you know, high standard game in the contest. Adelaide are are very physical. They're a a very honest tackling team and pressure team. And, you know, we're certainly working on that part of our game as well. So, you know, I think you'll see a lot of pressure around the ball, around the contest. Probably what it will come down to is when which team uses the ball better on the outside um, and probably takes their opportunities. Um, you've seen this weekend already, even with the conditions that, you know, some teams are having a lot, a lot of scoring shots, but just, you know, kicking poorly, and that might be the difference in um, a result. But, yeah, I'd expect a really high-standard game tonight. 
Matt, once again, thanks for joining us uh, just before the game over there. We really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck for the season. Yeah, good talking. Cheers. Matthew Knight's assistant coach with the West Coast Eagles. Uh, I like. I think they're they're a chance to just do be a lot better. They could be a real lot better. They could be. I mean, it's it's a list where it's a midfield where three three four years ago they they won a flag. Yes. I mean, you, you look at their midfield and up and going Kelly Gaff Sheed Shuey, um, bringing Cully guys like that. It's it's an elite midfield when it's up and going. So they they are they, they they definitely were below par last year, and we'll, we'll see a lot of improvement out of them. And keep your eye on Campbell Chester Absolutely. on the wing. He is an absolute star in the making. Coming up on the show, we got our Friday forecast, and later we'll speak to Scott Cummings from SENWA. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Paul Bonza and Troy Menzel with you tonight. And we'll give you an update score from the practice game between St Kilda and Essendon. St Kilda's 10 goals, 7.67, defeated the Bombers 3-14. 32. Bad kicking there. Yeah, well, same same scoring shots. So score, scoreboard probably doesn't actually tell the story at the tail of the game there. Bad kicking, bad footy. Uh, now, uh, we are just looking after this show for David Woody and Malcolm Blight, who will be back in about a week's time. Well, it's actually, yeah, we've got one week left of the summer edition, and then the big boys are back, David Woody and Malcolm Blight. Same time, same channel in a week's time. It'll be great to have them back. Time for our Friday forecast, uh, Troy. And new year means new gear at Toolkit Depot. Toolkit Depot is your one-stop shop to get back on the tools. Now, Troy, because you're the guest, you can go first. So what is your sure thing for this Friday? Yeah, so my sure thing, we're going to Florida in the United States. And yes. uh, we're going to the Arnold Palmer Invitational. So we're going to golf here, Bonds. Right. Um, my sure thing, and he leads at the moment after round one, seven under. John Ram to win the Arnold Palmer Invitational. He's been in some absolutely incredible form. Uh, last four tournaments, top five in every single tournament. One, one, three of them, I think it is. So, yep. John Ram like to win the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Johnny Ram Invitational. winning. Okay. Uh, my short thing is that Steve, there will be calls for Steve Smith to continue as captain of Australia, which isn't right. But anyway, that'll the calls will come <laughs> after the test win today. What is your most at stake? Most at stake? Um... I, I, I want to go to footy here, here, Bonds. Yep. Um, and it's I reckon it's going to be along the same lines as you. It's it's with Paul and it's with it's with Kenny. Um, it's it's their round one Brisbane they play here. Um, I, I think I think for them, Port are actually favourite. Yes. In that game. Yes. Um, which is pretty incredible when you see what Brisbane have done over the over the practice games and who have they brought in um, in the off season. But I think Brisbane come over in and they get on top of them and they beat them. Then then Ken Hingley is definitely on the block. Yeah, I agree. Most at stake, um, if they lose round one poorly, like a big margin, yep. that'll hurt them. All right, uh, quickly, doomsday scenario for you? Um, I haven't really got one, but I'd, like, I'm going to throw this one to you because right. I, I reckon you've got a really good one here. Redbacks need to beat Queensland, and we'll update you on the score Absolutely. very, very soon. But uh, if they win, they're a chance of playing in the final. If they don't, yeah, they can't make it. So that's doomsday to me. And and I think I think following on from that, the the follow on doomsday is them against WA 
yes. in the Marsh Cup final next next Wednesday. Which will be a win. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Coming up on the show, we're going to speak to the big man, Scotty Cummings. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Once we're on air. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports Day SA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Paul Bonser with you. Alongside me tonight, Troy Menzel, Premiership player with the mighty Flying Eagles. Um, I want to ask you how you're going. Yeah. Like, how's the knee? It's, it's come along really well, Bonds. Um, we started running this week, which is, which is a big tick of the box. Uh, it's, it's nice to get off the cross-training program and, <laughs> and back out on the oval on the, on the running program. The boys got around me pretty heavy this week, which was, Great. was good fun. Um, but, no, it's come along really well. It's feeling really good. We're feeling really strong. Uh, the lungs definitely got a, a good blowout on Monday, I'll tell you that much, Bonds. They were battling a little bit, but um, no, it's, it's come along really, really good, and we're still still looking around about around 8 to 12, so on, on track to where we want to be. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. So you're feeling, apart from the lungs, you're, feeling, <laughs> you're, feel, you're obviously not feeling fit, but you're feeling healthy and the knee feels secure and strong. Yes, yeah, it, yeah. Feels, it feels super strong. I'm, I'm, even, I'm running without it strapped, which is, which right. is a big plus. Um, my strength is there, my stability is there. So ticking all those boxes, which is which is really good and what we want to continue to do. First trial game here for the sample. Yep. Um there's one tonight. Uh, one tonight, Glenelg plays Sturt. Yep. At Thebby and and the Eagles play North tomorrow. Pretty solid team that the Eagles are running out tomorrow. North have got a few missing, but uh, yeah. most of the most of the A graders are playing tomorrow. Yeah, there's predominantly most of them there, which is it's it's actually a great matchup for us because North, as we know, have a very good midfield. Yeah, we got a bit of a different look in the midfield this year. Obviously, Dylan Clark left, Kobe Much left, so a few new guys running through there, which is, which is great to see. And it's going to be a fantastic test for us. Um, training a little old Ottaway on a on a small deck. Yeah, now going to Thebby, it's going to be great for us to be able to run and carry and and use our hands and and our foot skills and. Um, yeah, really excited to go watch the boys tomorrow. Great. Yeah, I'm going to be down there too. Um, let's get in the hot topic. Thanks to Char Time, the home of freshly brewed tea. Thirsty at Char Time? Explore our ready-made signature drink range inspired by Char Time fan faves. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. We mentioned the Redbacks, so let's talk about the Redbacks. So uh, on day one, they were bowled out for 272. Ben Menenti, excellent again. He made 88. Queensland have been bowled out today for 290. Jimmy Pearson made 90. Uh, so it's a close game. So, it is. So, but the biggest news coming out of Queensland is our new our new favourite player for the Redbacks, yep. Spencer Johnson, has finished with figures of 7 for 47. Fantastic, fantastic performance by him, isn't it? And not just that, the the big wicket of Jimmy Pearson on ninety as well to to clean up the innings. So great effort by him. Yeah, he is um, just all of a sudden. Look, it seems like he's come from nowhere. He's twenty seven years old. Yeah, so he hasn't come from nowhere. He's Been had some injury traps. concerns. Hasn't uh, bowled as well as probably what he would have liked when he had two second mm. eleven games. All that sort of stuff. Uh, he's found some form with the Perth Heat. He's got wickets at grade level, and then all of a sudden he's 
got wickets for South Australia and another bag. He had a six for, and now he's got a seven for. Massive, yeah. It's, he's it's, knocking mate, on a he's knocking on a reasonable door. He is, he, yeah, absolutely right. And and I think that experience around the group as well is is fantastic because the Redbacks they are a pretty young, young sort of team. And and when you have Carey and Head and and whatnot away on, on duties, like having someone I guess at his age with with his leadership capabilities come in and and perform the way he's performing, then the 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 team's going to take a lot of confidence from that. Stumps at day three, South Australia no wicket for eight. So. Hopefully South Australia about all day yep. and control the game and then they can set it up and just let Spencer loosen the fourth Absolutely. innings be, on the Gabba deck. Yeah, it would be, be doing a bit on day four, you would have thought, Bonds. So. Bowling 145 clicks. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be facing that, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not, my, uh, not a good idea yeah. for me either. Uh, Sydney and Carlton are about to play. Adelaide and West Coast are coming up as well. Um, so what are your plans tomorrow with the Eagles? Yeah, so um, I'm I'm training tomorrow morning, um, right. seven a.m. I'll be at the club doing a little running session and a uh, little rehab session. Then I'll actually uh, head down for the reserves game at, at ten o'clock. And you actually see me there, maybe running some a bit of water bonds. Yeah, that's what I that's why I asked yeah, you because you um, you told me in the break that you might be uh, running water for the blokes. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, no, get around it's, them, mate. It's great, and I mean, I'll do anything to do a bit of running at the moment. So no, it'll be good to get around the boys, and uh, I guess. I guess at a trial game level as well, with with the development side, you'll be able to run some water, but also maybe do a little bit of coaching from from there as well, which will be good for Crows fans. How's Rowie going, mate? He's flying. He um he's come back. Is he airborne? Super Nick. He, he is. <laughs> um, he's he had a he had a couple of weeks off um, training. He he um actually cut his thumb on on the job site. Right. Quite badly. Um. So. He has he hadn't been touching the footies for for a couple of weeks, but no, he's back now. He'll play tomorrow, and um, he's absolutely running mark in the midfield. He, him coming in, his his footy smarts and his ball use has been has been absolutely second to none for what we need in there. And he's going to be a massive piece of that midfield puzzle. And you also told me uh, uh, Zane Williams is looking very good as well, Zane coming Williams back from is, Geelong. Yeah, you can you can just see the maturity that he's he's. Okay come back with from Geelong, even though it was only six months or not even six months, four months over there, he's come back and he's come back with a wealth of knowledge. And you can see in the way he plays now, the confidence he has and the kicks he's hitting and the way he sees the game, the way he reads the game, he's a completely different player. And um, yeah, not to, not to pump him up too much because he does like a good pump up Zaino, but he, he's going to be massive for us this year. We, we missed him a lot last year when he did get drafted because we lost that small forward, and he, I think he was top five in the goal kicking when, yes. when he actually yeah, left. Yeah, I think he'd kick 30 goals. Yeah, yeah. so um, to have him back and, and come into that role and hopefully push up in the midfield a little bit as well, maybe Bond. So, yeah, he's, he's been massive, had a great preseason and a great nick. All right, it's uh, exciting time. Samples here, AFL trial games are on, and we're going to cross to a big man in WA from, w- <laughs> from SENWA. This man, he played some good footy. He was tough, hard forward. And we're going to speak now to all the way over in WA to Scotty Cummings. He's going to talk about Port and uh, Frio. Our next guest is brought to us by Australian Made. It's important to buy Australian right now. Look for the logo and be sure it's Aussie. Sports Day SA. Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. From SENWA, it's Scott Cummings. How are you, my friend? 
Good morning, boys. How are you? Morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. afternoon <laughs> Evening, <Yeah>. even. <laughs> so I'm used, to, I'm used to these early mornings and got me all messed up the other day doing breakfast radio. It's changed my life, so I'll have a lot. But good afternoon, fellas. Uh, so how is that going? Let me ask you about that first. How are you enjoying uh, breakfast radio in WA? Well, once I'm up, it's uh, good. The alarm goes <laughs> off at uh, 4, 4.30. Um, it's so, as I said, it's changed a lifestyle. But I used to get home at four thirty, and now I'm getting up at four thirty and uh, and going to work. So, uh, but no, it's okay. But it's like, uh, and as you get older as well, like all old people, like all old people say, morning's a beautiful time of day. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> still that's, that every morning. That's still night at four thirty. Um, well, let's go to <laughs> let's go to the practice game yesterday. Um, what were your initial thoughts on the free OV port game? Well, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a big one on um, pre-season games or what we're not even called scratch matches now. Match simulation with 27 periods in it and uh, that sort of thing. So I'm not massive. I'm not massive on them as a commentator or a player. I wasn't big on them then either. But uh, um, look, Prio showed a lot more. And this, the last one, the last practice match, we'll call it practice match, which um, is clubs having now, is probably the closest they'll get to their, their best team and the way they want it to look. Uh, and Freo's looked okay. I think they're going to have a, another really, really good year. They've recruited, obviously, very well. Luke Jackson obviously didn't play yesterday, but uh, he's going to be a, a huge inclusion for them. You know, I know he wants to play in the ruck and, and up the ground a bit, but I, I seriously believe he can be a, a really, really good forward, even though he doesn't really want to be. But um, they'll be a bit more potent up forward this year. I know they lost their leading goal kicker, Rory Lobb. I don't think that's a loss at all. Um, and I keep saying he had the best season of all time. He kicked 36 goals, for goodness sake. Um, you can replace that, and I think they have. Matt Fife will go forward, and it seems to me now he's really got his head around the fact that he's a forward now, no longer the, the key midfielder. Um, he had eight score involvements yesterday, and he uh, kicked three all in uh, general plays. His set shot kicking is a bit of a concern, but we'll see how that pans out for him. But Look, Fremantle are going to be... I think they're going to be good again. Port Adelaide were... Uh, well, they had enough of the footy. They had more inside 50s than, than Freo, quite comfortably, but um, just couldn't get the score on the board. I think they both teams kicked 14 points, so they're still a little bit rusty. But um, Port's list is... I think it's exceptional. And I, I think Port and Freo are both really big chances of top four finishes this year. Um, there's a lot of texts on our... Uh, uh, on our text line this morning about Charlie Dixon and um, how he was struggling. But I said, well, just take it easy on the big man. And I'm a, I'm a fan of Charlie Dixon. I just want to see him rip a game apart, which he doesn't do enough. You know, a bloke that big, I'd be leaving deep in the old, like, old border and old school deep in the forward line because one-on-one, he shouldn't be beaten. And with the rules, chopping the arse, pushing the back, he shouldn't ever be beaten. But um, if he can stay down there and, and start clunking a couple, kicking straight, then I think that's the last piece of Port Adelaide's puzzle. I'm a big Todd Marshall fan as well. But I think both sides are going to have uh, really, really good years that uh, both supporter bases will be really happy with. Yeah, absolutely agree with you there, Scotty. Um, we'll just touch on Fremantle and, and their forward line. We know last year their defence was fantastic. Their midfield was very strong. They did struggle to kick a score. I mean, you mentioned you saw Nat Fife yeah. up there. Schultz having four shots on goal. You saw um, the likes of Tracy and Sturt kicking a couple each, Tabiner a couple each. These new avenues to go, do you think that's that missing piece for them to, to be a real contender this year? Yeah, bang on the money. Absolutely bang on the money. That is that the, the one thing that they were they were struggling with. The back half is really, really solid. Their midfield 
is elite and, and only going to get better with Brazier and Sarong. Brody was sensational again um, yesterday, but their forward line was it was ugly last year and it just didn't gel and they couldn't hit those scores. He's spot on the money there. I think this year they're going to they'll spread it out a bit. The only issue is Tabano can't play a full season. He gets injured every year uh, and misses chunks of the season. Matt Fife has played 30, I think, six games in three years. Can he hold up? Maybe he can hold up behind the forward line without the bashing crash of the midfield. We'll wait and see. Um, Josh Tracy is the one. Josh Tracy is the one that we've been pushing all summer because I think he can play, but he just hasn't worked at all. And the coaches were frustrated with, with him um, that he just didn't have that work ethic. He didn't know what, it need, what needed to be done to be an AFL player. But I think he's got that now. Whether he stays in when Jackson comes back, because Tracy played the, the rough forward role, I think Luke Jackson will come in and do that and share that with Sean Darcy. But they've just got more avenues. I'm a big fan of Lockie Schultz. I think, I think he's a beauty. Uh, Switkowski, when he, when he goes down there as well. Frederick, when he goes down there. So they've got lots of options now, which is going to make them pretty unpredictable. And it's going to have to be a pretty good back half or a back line of the opposition to stop all six at once. Um, so I think this year, I think you'll find probably three or four guys maybe kicking that 25 to 35 goals. And that all of a sudden puts them in a different position than they were last year without the ability to kick scores. And you have a look at the, the last grand, or, you know, the last premiers of the last probably five or six years. They've all been attacking sides. They've all been playing fast, hard footy. They can put a score on the board. I missed that last year. I think they'll find it this year. I want to ask you about Sean Darcy. Uh, I was impressed with him last year, but uh, he's a pretty important player. Freo are going to go uh, play finals footy and even get into the top four. I think a lot hinges on the form of Sean Darcy. Yeah, yeah, good call. Uh, best and fairest. I think he won the Doig medal last year. I think he, I think that's right. I mean, not bad effort too when a bloke runs around with half a mattress strapped to his knee every week. So <laughs> that, can't, that can't be easy, but uh, he's a typical ruckman too. If you ever listen to him, he doesn't sound very bright, but that's just what ruckmen do. You know, that's how they are, most of them. So, uh, uh, But he's a, he's a hell of a player. And he'll only get better, too, with the chop out that Luke Jackson will give him. Because Jackson will play um, a fair amount of time in the middle of the ground and, and, and on the ball. Um, so Darcy can go forward. And as we've seen in the past, he can go forward and take a mark. And again, another man the size of him, if you play him properly and uh, you know get that ball to you know, hot spot. Uh, where he's going to be if everyone's let out and leave him one on one, even two on one, he's hard to stop. You know, you can't, you can't, you know, nudge him under the ball now or push him under the ball. You can't chop their arms. So if he gets from position, learns that craft really well, then he could be again, he could be, a, you know, almost a goal a game ruckman, which would be huge for Freo. So yeah, a big fan, and um, he'll he'll still be number one ruck. He'll he'll lead the way, but um, the chop out from Jackson will be really beneficial for him too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to get your thoughts on on Alex Pierce. He's he's been named skipper this year. He's probably been the centerpiece of of their back line, which has been so solid for the last yeah. couple of years. I think over in in SA and in Victoria as well, he's a bit unheralded. Um, if he was a, a, playing for a Victorian club, I think his name would be put up in lights a lot more. Do you think? Do you think the hype around him is is big in WA? And, and do you think the, the the skipper there is warranted? Yeah, you, you know, you're right. Um, you're right. He's probably like a, a Brad Shepherd from West Coast who retired a few years ago. Now, if Brad Shepherd walked down Rundle Mall, no, I don't think anyone would know who he was, but I reckon he was the only magnet left on Adam Simpson's board for his and John Worsall's board for his entire career. Um, Alex Pierce is probably the same, as you, as you said, in Adelaide, in, in, in Victoria. 
um, and those other states that pretend they know about footy. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think uh, you know, he's a star. He was, I'm glad they picked him captain. Last year, he played, I think, he got 20 games out, which was the most he's played in a season for a long time. So we're hoping that those injury concerns are, are behind him and he's got the, he's got the rig all sorted and, and, and ready to go. He had a little slight um, hamstring scare, I think. They call it a awareness now. <laughs> They're aware they've got hamstrings. Um, <laughs> shit, they don't do much for the intelligence of football reputation. I tell you right now sometimes. But, um, yeah, but he, he played yesterday, obviously, and is really and the boys the boys love him. I think he's a great choice for captain because it gives Brayshaw and Sarong that, that opportunity to, to keep developing underneath him, doing all the off-field uh, chores that are involved with being the skipper. But uh, uh, really, really strong play. Really beaten. But... Um, he also gets a lot of help from the likes of you know Luke Ryan and, and Brennan Cox and those three talls down there. And Ryan can play tall or small, but those three talls down there it's are really really good. And, and as I said early on, their back six was solid as last year. So Alex Pierce, yeah, an absolute ripper. A little bit of Aquaman about him. If you have a look at him next time, you have a look at him. He looks like Aquaman. Don't mind you know, that. Yeah, I, well, I wouldn't mind looking like that either. <laughs> Jason Momoa about him. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he, he's, a, he's a star and. Uh, and a great choice for captain. He'll lead the boys really, really, really well. Normally, pre-season games, practice games, we don't take a lot of notice of teams' form, but there were con- some concerning sides with Port Adelaide last night. Do you think that's an issue and a worry for Ken Hinckley? No. No, I wouldn't be too concerned at all. It was, um, you know... Did they, did they stay in Perth for the week? I think they all stayed. Yeah, yeah they, they did. Yeah, they're heading home now, I think. Yeah. Um, probably a long week for them, and um, I wouldn't be too concerned at all. As I said, I think they've got a, a really good list. They recruited really, really well. Uh, Horn Francis, probably the, one of the most intriguing players in the competition this year to watch. We'll see what he can do. We've got to remember he's still just a young bloke. I'm not sure there's been any more pressure on a number one pick than probably Jack Watts. Um, when you look back all that time, the pressure that he was under, Horn Francis is the same. These things happen. Junior Rioli's a great pickup. Um, you know, Fantasia looks like he's fit and will, you know, play a bit of footy again this year. So they've, and, and then you have Rosie and Butters. They just, they've got a really good mix across the the entire paddock. Their back half may be a little bit susceptible, but uh, I wouldn't be too concerned about what happened at um, Fremantle Community Bank Arena on a Thursday afternoon in early March. So Port supporters, rest assured, I think you're going to have a lot to cheer for this year. Do you think, do you think Scotty, with them and their forward line this year, obviously Rosie is going to play more through the midfield. Um, Bud is going to go more through the midfield. The likes of Fantasia, Dixon, haven't really been able to get on the park the last 12 to 24 yeah. months. And then Georgie Artis, Marshall, still young coming through. Do you think if they see a couple of injuries, they might struggle to kick a, a score or do you think they'll, they'll be covered in that area? Oh, well, that, that, there's your issue. You do, you do need a, a lot of luck to go your way in a footy season. There's no doubt about that, but Marshall's been, from memory, fairly resilient to injury, I reckon. Um, George Yardy's the same. Fantasia, let's just hope that he is up and about because he brings a little bit of an X-factor uh, to the side. Four supporters would love him. He's a sort of player, and every team's got one. He's that sort of player that the, the, the team that you play for love you, supporters love you, and everyone else who doesn't bear for you wants to see your teeth kicked in. Uh, that's the sort of player Rocio Fantasia is. <laughs> I reckon, yeah, look, if, if they stay fit, they'll be fine. I, I, you guys would know the depth of their list better than me, but uh, when you're looking at it on paper, Dixon, he, 
He needs to have, I mean, it sounds funny because he's been in the system for so long. He needs to have a breakout year. Otherwise, he's probably going to be one of those guys that finishes a career unfulfilled um, or maybe we're overrating the potential of the talent that I see that he has. Um, I, I think he'll be so much better than he is. And, they, and that's, I know it's very hard to say we're going to base our whole game plan around one person, but I think they need to play him deeper, need to play him smarter, and he could have a huge impact. But um, yeah, look, I, I think I think Port Adelaide will be fine, all barring a wretched run with injuries. I think they'll be uh, they'll be fine, and, and the way they play and the way they move that ball, you know, quickly through the middle, they'll be dangerous. I think they'll pick enough goals to um, to hurt a couple of uh, you know a few teams. Chatting with Scott Cummings over in the West. Just before we let you go, I just want to ask you about the West Coast and whether you believe how big the bounce back will be this year because they had a horrible time in the last probably couple of years with COVID and injury and you know, Adam Simpson not even knowing some of the players are going to play for him on a Saturday. But uh, <laughs> yeah. what, how, do you, how do you think the West Coast will go this season? Uh, one of the most least courageous things you can say in the media is West Coast will improve in 2023. <laughs> uh, so I've, had, I've had no doubt they will. As, as you said, there were reasons, not excuses, but there were reasons for their season. It was absolutely torn on its head. And, and you can say that every team has been through it, but because the WA government decided to do what they did during COVID and, and basically just delay the inevitable, uh, means that West Coast copped it. Well, Prio copped it a little bit too, but then West Coast copped it in a big way early season. Then they lost some key players for the oh, entire nice. season. I mean, Oscar Allen out for the entire season. Dom Sheed missed, oh, I think, played one game. Elliot Yo missed huge chunks of footy. Nick Nat missed huge chunks of footy. Now, they've got players coming into that side. Oscar Allen's going to be a, going to be a star. And without, um, you know, he'll be the main man now, obviously, Jack Darling will, will get up at some stage. He's got a bit of an ankle at the moment, but he'll get up probably around two or three. Um, they'll improve. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. And I've got them I've got them probably sitting, and, and this is all on paper, because as I said, I don't really look at pre-season form too much. But with the players coming through, they've drafted really, really well, and they've got some first-year picks from you know, October last year that are really gunning for you know, round one. We're talking Ruben Gimby's going to be a beauty. Elijah Hewitt's probably... A little way off, um, but going to be a star. Campbell Chester, who didn't play a game last year, was their first pick the year before. He's um, looking pretty fresh and, and, and going strong as well. So they've got these players that are coming in the side that have missed an entire year of footy, but are now fresh and, and ready to go. I've got them sitting probably 8 to 12. Um, I think they're half a chance uh, to, to make the 8 if that team stays on the path. The only concern I have with West Coast has been a long it's been a long-held concern barring 2018. Is they had just too many players that, if it wasn't going their way, would just turn their toes up. And that's, that's a massive insult. And, Troy, if I said that to, to you and your plan, you'd, be, you, you'd, you'd tell me that, where to go because that's a oh, huge absolutely. insult. But, that, that's, yeah, well, that, but that's, that's what I saw. If it, honestly, if it wasn't perfect, they had no one that could flip a game on its head. And, and that last year has made them really hungry. And they seem like a, a different group of boys at the moment. Word is that I'm hearing out of that club is that they're, they're so tight. Um, and I, I talked to one of the draftees' uh, fathers only last week. I, I ran into him and had a chat. And, and he's come back home saying, I can't believe how good all these guys want me to be. Every one of my teammates wants me to be amazing. It wants me to be awesome. It wants me to be the best I can possibly be. And that, 
that's great signs, isn't it, that your footy club's like that and everyone from the first year draftees up until the 30, 32-year-olds are trying to be the absolute best they can be. So I reckon there's a change in mentality amongst that list now after a, a pretty embarrassing year and I reckon they'll be okay. I, I, I seriously think they'll be okay. It's been a great chat, Scotty. I really appreciate you coming on and uh, having a chat with us on the summer edition of Sports ASA. And before we let you go, Wednesday, South Australia played WA in the Marsh Cup final. So, worst of luck. Yeah, bad luck. <laughs> bad luck to you guys. Uh, just be another. Just be another one. We'll tick off uh, on the WA cricket list. Yeah, yeah you're cutting out, Scott. You're cutting out. Sorry, mate. You're cutting out. Thanks, yeah, mate. Really point. appreciate it. Very hot. It's very hot over here. I must go and uh, keep hydrated. So uh, back to where I was before. All the best, boys. Cheers, Thanks, mate. Scotty Cummins from SENWA. Uh, great chat. Cheesy's good to talk to. He is, isn't he? One of the best. Yeah, I think he's having a good uh, Friday afternoon as well. Um, mate, thanks for coming in and filling in. It's been a, it's been a great, uh, great to have you back in the studio. Done a couple of shows across the summer. Yep. Um, filling in for your useless brother. Yep, yep. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. <laughs> Best of luck with your recovery as well. Hope uh, we see you back on the field very, very soon. Thanks, mate. Hopefully it is very soon. And a day where the Aussies smash the Indians in India. They win by nine wickets. Travis Head, the hero, getting us across the line. 49 not out. Uh, this has been the summer edition of Sports Day SA. You're listening to Sports Day. For Kia, the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer.